Uh, hey, professor, just let you know I'm, I'm going to be missing the next couple classes because I'm, I'm, I'm uh, flying my way to Europe. Oh, you're going on a European adventure. That's, That's really right. nice. Yeah, I'm doing London. I'm doing Paris. I'm, uh, and then from Paris, I'm flying. We're going to fly over the Swiss Alps, down over to Rome. Uh, you know, it's going to be a good time. Yeah, you ready to go then? Yeah, I think so. Uh, you know, I got all my things packed. I got my neck pillow. I got stuff to read. I don't know. What else should I have? Well, you gotta be prepared for every eventuality. Oh. Like the worst? Yeah, like the worst possible thing that could happen. Oh. It could only appear in your worst nightmares or in like those scary like hostile movies. Like a big troll just comes out of the mountain and swallows us whole? Yeah, exactly. Oh. Luckily I got something just for you for this situation. It's in my pocket. It's a little damp, but you take it right now. Oh, thanks, Professor. It's certainly damp. Yeah, it's some of that, like, weird drug shit that you, uh, you take it, you chew it, and then it makes you throw up real bad. What? But then it gives you, like, crazy acid dream. What, like, Ipecac or no? Oh, the the I, one... I don't know what it is, but, like, people go there in, like, yoga yurts, and they they choke this stuff down, and they got, like, a buddy that, like, holds their hair while they, while they upchuck. Oh, that sounds great. It's the latest craze. Thanks, Professor. This is a real thing. Oh, by the way, I should tell you that you gotta be careful when you travel. Especially because of this story I'm gonna tell you. <laughs> Please do. The paper's really moist. I think I've started to absorb some of it through my skin. Yeah, you're, you're gonna hallucinate right now, but oh not boy. before I finish telling you the story of A Taste of Flan. talk about general coping strategies in the unfortunate event of your loved one's passing. Mm. Uh. That's right, and it looks like uh, Fred was digging into one of our first coping strategies of this, uh, of this edition here. Fred, you want to describe what you were digging into? Mm-hmm. I was actually digging into this lovely dessert casserole. Ooh. Yeah. Food is a legitimate coping strategy for death. Yes, don't you know that the Amish often use dishes of various richnesses to, in fact, soothe their troubled spirits upon the passing of a member of their community? Yes. So beautiful. I love their culture. The show is in a beautiful studio in downtown Minneapolis. It's clean. There's ferns on either side of the camera. Our hosts are standing behind a large countertop where their guest is serving up new casseroles to help them through different difficulties in their lives. 
Now I've got, actually this is a chocolate fudge casserole right here. Uh, this is if you've lost someone, let's say in your extended family, uh, to maybe an unexpected accident, not necessarily something you planned for. Get a phone call in the middle of the night. Oh no, they were mountain climbing in the Alps and now, casserole. Wow, and that, and that you said was a no-bake casserole. Yeah, so you can... oh absolutely. This is for any and all situations. Uh, you just need to get the right ingredients and the right preparation time. No cooking whatsoever, no bake. Off to one side of the recording studio is a small hallway that leads to a, an office with a brass nameplate. But the office light is shut off the door is locked. All right, everybody, that's a wrap. Clean it up. The phone at the production booth rings. Oh. Oh. I'll get it. Hello? Um, hi, I'm, I was just watching your program. Uh-huh. Uh, I was... I, I felt like there was some helpful stuff that you were talking about, but I feel like I have a very specific problem. I'd like to talk to... I'd, I'd like to talk to your guest, oh. if I could. Oh. I don't know if that's possible. Okay, I don't know if yeah, that's yeah, let me... Okay. He's, he's just about... He's just packing up. Let me just put put you on with him. Uh, sir? What? Oh. Sir, will you answer a special request from someone who called oh. in on this phone? Oh, my goodness. Uh, of course. Uh, yes, how can I help you? Um, hi. Uh... My name's John. Hi, John. This is Fred. Hi, Fred. Um, I first want to say all your recipes seem lovely, and I just love what you're doing to support people. Well, I'm honored. I have a cookbook out, actually. Yeah. Had, oh, well, maybe then you have uh, help for me. I'm, I've just I've recently experienced loss. Oh, I'm so sorry. Siamese twin passed away. And I want to know if you have a recipe for me. Tell me a little bit more about them. Well, we were fraternal Siamese twins. Okay. It was my sister, okay. Rachel. Mm -hmm. And uh, mm -hmm. she died in a plane accident. You know, I'm not going to ask about the practical. Uh, Practical measures behind that. Thank you. The, you're the first person not to. It's the, it's the first question I have to answer every time. And honestly, I, I'm fucking tired of answering. No, it. I understand. Um, One of the reasons why he was so tired of answering the question was because it was a plane that went down in the Andes Mountains to tragic results. Um, Why well, I, I, I would say. Uh, that the relationship between twins, especially perhaps twins who are conjoined in some way, is certainly a very special and, and deeply felt one. I would recommend a flan. Oh, really? Yes. Gelatinous, quivering, silky like skin. Flan. It reminds me of, makes, just makes me think of Rachel, all the descriptive words that I think of in my head when I think flan just make me think of Rachel. That's perfect. Sweet, caramelized, sticky. All those things describe Rachel. I know you're not hearing this out loud because these are just thoughts in my head, but 
I can imagine what the thoughts in your head are right now, because the word flan is very evocative. Thank you. No, thank you. Thank you for calling. Is there... Is there any way we could meet in person? I'm doing a book signing at the local Barnes and Noble uh, in about two hours. Oh, well, I'll be there. That's all the information I need. All right. At the book signing. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Thank you. There's only one person left in line. The person approaches the desk. They're leaning heavily to one side. How can I help you? Almost as if a strong wind seems to be pushing them invisibly over. Uh, uh, hi, it's... It's, it's John. We oh. spoke on the phone earlier. Oh, John. John, it's very nice to meet you in person. You know, it's, it's so nice to meet you, and I can't tell you how much I already feel your advice is helping me heal. And I've, I've had time to take your advice. You've made a flan. I have. You are John a fast flan maker. puts a, a dish down on the table and removes... The top. Oh. Oh my. Jiggles gently, almost imperceivably, on the table, as if trembling, waiting for someone to dive in and eat it. But there's something strange about it. The shape. It, it almost looks like a human. In fact, it's the perfect likeness of a 33-year-old female's head. Thank you. I made the spring frame myself. The caramel sauce of the flan was completely evenly distributed, except for small places like the eyes, where it darkened and welled and caused shading and texture in the surface of the flan. You were very devoted to your sister. I was. bond that I don't think any other humans have ever experienced. The face was a kind face with calm, sensitive eyes, with high cheekbones, and a perfectly formed nose, and a little lock of hair draped against her forehead. I want you to do something. What? I want you to eat the flan. You to eat her. Then we'll eat her together. Her flan head. John produces two knives out of his coat pocket. Two forks. This is and healing. And then two linen napkins. This is healing. They tuck their napkins into their shirt collars and dig in together. First it's a cheek. Take the other cheek. And the jaw gets divided into this. I'll take the right eye. Jiggling and gelatinous. Yes. Uh, Rachel. A crowd begins to form around the two, hunched over the plate, slowly devouring the flan. 
strands of lawn-based hair, silky and textured, down the gullets of both, both leaders. icy cold, the pains of hunger, fear, the snow frosting over her eyelids, the blindness, the darkness of blindness closing in all around, the shortness of breath, the warmth of hypothermia flowing over her body, the numbness, the pain of burning, and then nothing. Do you understand now? She was somebody. She was somebody. Always and will be. This is only a start. This is only a first step. You understand that, please? Yes. Understand that. Because everyone must experience Rachel as we've experienced her. The healing process is a long one. It is. Go forth. Go forth. A year later. Um, will you sign my book? Uh, make it out to uh, James, please. Oh. He, he loved your. He, he loved it. Oh sure. Uh, to James. Keep digging in. Oh, thank you, thank you. He's gonna he's gonna love this. Um, um, would you, would you mind, would you mind just writing Rachel's name in it? Oh. You want me to sign for Rachel? Well, yeah, yeah. After after we ate the the Rachel flan, we just felt as much a connection to her, and you know, just just for symbolic meaning. Oh, well, it's more than just symbolic. Oh. His right hand inches forward as if of its own will. Because within all of us now is a little bit of Rachel. More of it within me, but a little bit in you and in everyone who's eaten Rachel's flan. Oh, wow. Rachel. Thank you. Thank you so much. You always had beautiful penmanship, Rachel. Can, can, I, have the, can I have the book, please? Oh, yes, of course. Thank you. Sorry. things together. 
John, John, you okay? Hey, hey, John, 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 oh. snap out of it. Hey, Hello, hey, Tom. You, you gotta, you gotta catch a plane in like twenty minutes. I do, but yeah. I, not the plane that, that you want to send me on. I have to return. What? I have to return to the Andes. What, John? John, you got, you got a Tonight Show gig booked. We, we, we gotta get to New York on time. John. There will be no show. John. I cannot keep spreading the fun. You're giving me that, like, I'm gonna betray you suddenly look. John's yes, manager. It's just like that this. time where I said I wouldn't eat any of the dessert, and then I totally did. That was, that was like five cannolis and my dinner. John's manager had seen this look, in fact, many times before. Just like that time I told you I had enough cash on me to split the bill, and I didn't. Yeah, and you said you would Venmo me, but you don't have a phone. That's right. John, John you have contractual obligations, that, not just to me, but to, to other people around you. This is how you make your living. And if you want the money to keep rolling in, then I have to return to the Andes. I have to go back to the wellspring, the source. I have to return to Rachel. Oh my god, I gotta call the booking agent. Book me a flight back to the Andes. God or just it. a flight that goes over the Andes, and I'll do the rest. Okay, okay fine, but you know, the insurance is not gonna cover this. Alright, fine, I'll do it now. Understood. Hours later, in a flight passing over the Andes. John? Yes? John, it's me, Fred. Hello, Fred. John, I, I came aboard the plane. Your manager called me. John. You've made a mistake, Fred. You shouldn't be here. John, don't do what you're doing. I know your connection to your sister's strong. Believe me, I know. But this isn't healing. This isn't healing. I have to return. I'm drawn to it like a sea turtle drawn back to the beach of its birth. I was born in that snowbank in the Andes. John, listen to me. And I need to return there. John, you could have just really- Just buckle up. There are travel agents you can call to get to the Andes. It's all right. I can take care of this. Just John, buckle please. up and listen. put your I head was... between your legs and I, get ready. I did the calculus wrong in my head. It wasn't a flan you should have had. It was maybe like a, another casserole or, or some kind of, some kind of like a tiramisu. A tiramisu, that would have solved everything. Please, you're unbalanced right now, John. Just- John. Just sit down and buckle up. It's for your own good. John sees familiar mountains, a familiar landscape that he knows and remembers well out the windows. He pushes up down the aisle toward where the captain's seats are. It's a small plane. There's no door or anything between them. He enters the cockpit. Oh, oh. are you enjoying your flight? No, we oh. need to make a landing. Oh, well, uh, as you can see, we're not anywhere where we can make any kind of safe landing. It's going to be another hour and a half before we can make another safe landing. I can get you another blanket oh, or pillow. I know a good spot for a landing. Hey, hey, what? Get, get away from me. What are you doing? He snaps Hi. the neck of the first pilot. Blah. Fortunately, there's a second pilot. Okay. Oh. Okay. Okay. Lo siento. He snaps the neck of the other pilot. The second pilot dies. He 
moves their their heavy, lifeless bodies out of the seats to form a kind of barrier between him and the rest of the passengers who now grow wary of what's going on. John, I can't see what you're doing up there. Stay in your seat, friend, and buckle up. There actually, We're going in. There actually was a third pilot. Damn these Peruvian flights with their three pilots. Zimafel, I am actually French, but it's, it's a Peruvian flight, that's true. That's true. He cracks off the jaw of the second pilot and forces it deep into the forehead of the third French pilot. <laughs> John, whatever you're doing up there seems unnecessarily violent. The third pilot is completely dead like the first two. John takes the the stick and starts taking the plane down in a long, curving descent. John, listen to me, please. The mountains grow larger and larger. John! Slowly, it's just white John. that envelops the bottom of the plane. John, listen to me. They're in a dual world above them, the blue sky below them, the white snow. John, there's a recipe I want you to just think of in your head. Three eggs. A whole even helping of melted chocolate. And just a little bit of strawberry ganache, John. John, just picture it, please, John, please. The plane buckles in the snow, the wings tear off, the fuselage rips in half. The tail completely breaks from the rest, bouncing off out into the snow. One one wing lands like a, a white shark fin sticking up out of the ocean of snow that now surrounds them. Everything finally comes to a creaking, terrible rest. Fred swings upside down from his seat, the fuselage landing upside down. John. Hello? Is anyone? Anyone still? Hello? So much snow. So much snow. Light. Float, uh, snowflakes float down. Starting to cover up the wreckage of the plane. And as he looks out, he sees a dark figure out in the distance. John! John! John, please, please, I can't, I think something's wrong, I can't, I can't, I can't get up. The figure turns towards him, but he can't see if it's a male or female, and then its head turns away, and it strides off into the icy wilderness. He fumbles with his buckle. Eventually it comes loose and he tumbles into a heap onto what was the top of the plane fuselage. I've got it. I've got it. I don't have a cell phone signal. Suddenly the dark figure is right in front of his face! Ah! And then it's gone. Do that? Why? What's? I've done you no wrong. I've done you no wrong. 
again the figure rises in the distance as if born from the snow. It leans in a familiar way as if the wind atop the mountain was driving it, trying to force it back down to the snow. It seems familiar and yet horribly alien at the same time. You're not John. A female face enters the wreckage of the fuselage. Dark hair drifting across its forehead. Dark, full eyes. Perfectly formed nose. Say it. Begin with an R, I swear. It, it rhymed with Rachel. Rachel! You're Rachel. Yes. He yeah. brought my brother back to me. He brought... He brought us here. He brought... He brought himself here. On his tongue, Fred tasted the thick, sticky caramel of a flan. You never died. Bring me to my brother. I saw him. He was in the front. Bring me to my brother. I was just in a plane crash. Okay, Upper. Excuse me. I'm in shock. Actual people are dead. Yes. Strewn all around him are the dead bodies of people traveling back to Peru. Businessmen. Young travelers. Old professionals. I think he murdered people. Middle-aged hobbyists. And one llama. Even llama? Why? The llama had a stewardess outfit on. That seems Around its fitting. neck was a tiny drink kiosk dispenser. God, that's adorable! With miniature bottles of Pepsi and Coke. You're all like, bring me to my brother. People are dead! And a mouth-activated bottle cap. I'll bring you, he's in the cockpit! Is the last I saw him. He was up with God! People you, die every day. You didn't! You did, everyone thought you were, and you didn't. Bring me to my brother. As his eyes finally stop darting around the carnage around him, again, his finding the jaw of the second pilot cracked into the skull of the third Parisian pilot. He notices the trail of heavy footsteps leading off into the Andean snow. He probably went that way. No, I came over here for nothing. Okay, I'm going that way. You know which way he went. I'm going to my brother. You can stay here and die, or you can come with me. Why would I die if I stayed here? I... I'll come with you. I'll come with you. They follow the path. Rachel seems to float, leaving no footsteps as she walks. You're really... You're really much faster than me. 
I've grown accustomed to the environment. Fred, Fred really wished he was on. Wait, wait, don't tell me. Oh, I just want to play not my job. What? Sorry, it's a game they play on the game show Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. Carl Castle records on your answering machine if you win. I see. You remember that time he catered a game show at a strip club? Oh. A warm memory. Why are my memories flashing before my eyes? Why is it happening? They reached the end of the footsteps left in the snow, presumably by John. I'm having flashbacks to, to a delicious cheesecake made for a funeral of a great regent. And then it occurred to him, death, deserts, nudity. Rachel takes his hand and points behind them. You see that there are no footsteps in the snow behind or in front of them. What do you taste now? Flan. That's right. Fred realizes he's not wearing pants. You'll get I used do. to it. You have pants. That's right. But I'm not wearing underwear. The rules are so confusing to me. You'll learn in time. Why? Where's everyone else's ghosts? The trail of footsteps has led up, John, uh, Fred realizes, to a precipice with the steep cliff below just steps away. Down there. But your brother's footsteps, they're still, he's, he's still alive. Unless he jumped. There's one way to find out. She takes his hand. They step over the edge and slowly float down the precipice. The smell of strawberry shortcake, pumpkin pie, apple pie, rutabaga, uh, rugala, apple very buried nut cluster pie. Fondant. No, not fondant. Yeah, fondant. Chocolate pie. Popcorn. Peanut brittle bark sundaes. They reach what must be the bottom, not because it looks like a solid surface, but because they're falling no more. dark and misty.
look up. It looks as if the, the top of the precipice and the sky are hundreds of miles away. You don't need your pants here. Suddenly there's people everywhere coming out to greet them. Oh, hello. All of them are naked. Oh, hey there. Hi, hello. Hey. Hello. Hey, what's your name? Hey, how, how are you? Hey, Freddy, remember me? I'm strangely very comfortable with my own body. This is really... Hey, why don't you lose the pants, Fred? I have pants again. That's right. One large band seems to be their leader. He's wearing a red cap with a fluffy white tassel on the end, and he has a big white beard. Are we? Ho, 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 ho. Be nude, my son, be nude. The sweetest place of all. That's right. Ghosts work as elves in Santa's workshop in the Alps. The Andes. The Andes. But the Alps too. Really, any mountain I, range. I said the Alps at first. I don't know why. Oh wow! Santa beckons, and a figure emerges from the crowd. Fred. It's me, John. John, that's me. I wanted to show you this place. This is every human civilization has a myth that ties into this place. Into Santa? Well, for Western culture, it is Santa. We don't leave this world after we die. We stay here, connect to the real world, through, the, through our spiritual world, through baked goods. That's why every Christmas we leave out cookies for Santa so that he will connect us to those we've lost. We've just lost that meaning over time. John stretches out his hand and clasped inside it is a red velvet cupcake with white frosting. Mass murder. But have I murdered you or have I liberated you from the the weights of the corporeal world? You have brought me to a place I could never have imagined but always dreamed of. That's right. A place of sweets and no pants. John is only wearing My pants are gone again! John is only wearing socks with sock garters. Your true spirit self shows. This is the true you. And reappearing and disappearing. Oh, it's amazing. Yes. It's amazing. Oh, John. I have to go now. Wait, I'm confused. How do you have all this information and I haven't? I was able to pass into this world in the death of my sister. I was able to span the two worlds between the living and those that have deserted us. 
I'll never forget you. And I won't forget you, Fred. I will spread your cupcake far and wide. I... As I have spread Rachel's flan and brought people about to this knowledge of the beyond, I shall spread your... Wait, are you still alive? Oh yes, I'm totally alive and you're dead. But I'm Wait. still alive. Wait a second. What? Suddenly, a giant cupcake appears below John and starts to lift him up. I've gotta go, Fred. You, you murdered a lot of people. And soon they'll be here with us. Is it murder or is it freedom? Wait Think about you, it. Are you going to murder the entire planet? I'm gonna bring back flight after flight. <laughs> Wait a second. I'm not I'm so gonna, sure if I'm, I'm gonna get my this. pilot's license and fly for Delta. I'm not so sure this is a great. I don't necessarily know. Goodbye, brother. There might be an easier way, but I'm open to suggestions. You've got don't a second. Don't do this. My suggestion. What? Don't do it. I'm too far away. I'm on the cupcake. No. What? The cupcake rockets, and he's out of view. Ho, ho, ho. He's gone. Santa, stop him. Maybe I don't want to. He's going to murder so many people. But think of all the happy children. That he'll murder! Soft snow begins to fall again. The day grows dark. But there's warmth all around. With lights and lanterns and warm fires. And tables filled with fresh goods. It's the ghost llama! It offers him a tiny Coca-Cola that it opens with its mouth-activated bottle opener. It's out of my hands now, I guess. Oh. He noticed the llama now is not wearing any clothes. Okay. <laughs> Time passes. Fred begins to feel more comfortable in this new world. Good morning. My pants have been gone for several months now. You're doing very well. Thank you. What did you bake today? Oh, well, it's something I never could have baked in real life, but it's a flan tiramisu cookie cupcake cheesecake. <gasps> Chocolate Ooh. Bombay. Sounds to die for. As they speak, the sound of low thunder seems to ripple in the background. Not threatening, but the warm sounds of a summer rain to come. The light above them grows. Sounds like my brothers brought a fresh batch. I'm still morally uncomfortable with this, but... Oh my god, this is delicious. Yeah, it really is. Oh my this god. is so much better than anything I ever had mm. previously. Mm. Maybe we should bake some more cookies. We're gonna need them. That was a big plane. And if you're ever just marching in the Alps, you may smell just the hint of a fresh
A Taste of Flan by Alf Pacino, featuring Matthew Brahm, Kendall Butterworth, Sam Gorenstein, Amy Nolte, Justin K. Rivers, Matthew Rogers, and Alex Timmis, with original music composed and performed by Mark S. Merritt.